Hi, this is Alex Torpy, your town manager. In this special spotlight episode, I sit down with Liz Burdett and Kat Norwood at Hanover Parks and Rec. We talk about a very exciting new series of events that we are starting Friday, August 25th and Saturday, August 26th, which is a block party on Allen Street. It'll be closed for vehicular traffic and we will have a stage with music and family activities like a magician, games, a bunch of outdoor seating and more. Um, And in this episode, we'll also answer all of your burning questions about Parks and Rec, such as, is working at Parks and Rec anything like the show Parks and Rec? We'll also talk about how you and your neighbors can actually request new types of classes to be offered at Parks and Rec, who will even help do some of the research to find cool instructors for you. We talk about some of the awesome events and activities that they already offer currently, and volunteer opportunities for those of you who want to help support all the great community-oriented activities, events, and programs that are currently done through Hanover Parks and Rec. You can check out the links in the show notes for more information, upcoming classes and events, um, and ways to get in contact with Parks and Rec. I hope you enjoy meeting these two awesome Hanover employees. Thanks for listening. All right, everybody. Uh, my name is Alex Torpy, town manager, and I am here with uh, two wonderful Parks and Rec employees, uh, Liz and Kat. If you would each introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Liz Burdett. I'm the assistant director here at Hanover Parks and Rec, and I have been here for just over 15 years. Hi, I'm Kat Norwood. I am the events and media program manager for the town of Hanover Parks and Rec department, and I'm fairly new in this position, going on three, four months now, so exciting stuff. Oh, we're glad to have you here. (laughs) Um, And so we're in the RW Black Center, and I mean, I got to start off with the one question that everybody listening is going to want to know the answer to, which is, how much is it like the show Parks and Rec? I gotta tell you, I, I have never seen the show because I, you live it every day. That's what I you're live saying. It every right. day, it was just yeah, it just doesn't. You know, I just don't need to come home and watch my life. Right. Exactly. There's a good Black Mirror episode about that, actually. Um, so I, I actually feel the same way. There are times when I can't watch the show because it's too much like work. Mm-hmm. Where even though it's like pretty funny most of the time, I go and I'm like, no, this is literally what I was just dealing with at work. Yeah. And so, um, but we'll have to get, we'll have to do a whole Parks and Rec, Parks and Rec viewing one day. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. very meta. Um, but so tell us a little bit about uh, what Parks and Rec does, because it's really not only Parks and Rec, but it's kind of much beyond that as well. So what's sort of within the scope of Hanover Parks and Rec? Yeah, so we have three departments within, um, or three categories within the department. We have uh, our grounds crew. We have our out-of-school time programming staff and our programming staff. Um, the grounds crew, they're responsible for street trees, parks, cemeteries, landscape gardens, and athletic fields. And our out-of-school time program, or OST, they provide services like the after-school program CAST and all of our mini camps and summer camp vacations. And then program staff uh, provide um, services here at the RWB Community Service Center, so rentals, programs, um, like the group exercise, the, everything that happens within the building, athletics, youth athletics, and um, as Kat talked about, uh, special events and media. And that's sort of an area of uh, especially exciting because we've got some new events coming up. And so I don't know, Kat or Liz, do you want to share a little bit about what's coming down the pipeline and some of the cool stuff that's happening in, well, when people are listening to this, it will be just about a week or so away. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we are planning on hosting a block party on Allen Street in Hanover. Uh, we are going to shut down the street uh, to traffic and it'll be open as a pedestrian walkway. We're going to have a stage set up. Our local businesses will be out with food and drink. Um, we're hoping to have some games out there. It's going to be really fun and we do have performers booked uh, through Friday and Saturday of the, the 25th and 26th mm -hmm. of August. And uh, Saturday is going to be more of a family-friendly year day. You know, we have a magician booked, which will be really exciting. So bring your kids out. It should be a lot of fun. I think I'm going to bring my budget documents if there's a magician. <laughs> oh, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you said I needed a laugh track. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, Friday, you know, it'll be an evening. It'll be an evening event uh, starting uh, in the afternoon, and we'll have some musical performances. We're hoping to get uh, partnering with the Dartmouth College and get some students out there as well to do some performances, which will be really exciting. That's great. And this is kind of part of this was born out of some of the conversations that we've had with local businesses over the last six months or so, trying to find ways to sort of more creatively use the spaces in our downtown and also find ways to bring people into the downtown and get businesses out. And so this is pretty exciting because not only do we have the event coming up on August 25th and 26th, mm -hmm. but we've got an October one as well. Yeah, I think the weekend before Halloween, uh, we're going to try and do some spooky themed uh, events, which will be really fun. Uh, again, kind of gearing one, one night towards kids and one night towards, you know, adults and it'll be fun. I think we're going to do a touch a truck event and trick or trunk or treat. Mm -hmm. And, uh, mm -hmm. that'll be good. Kids will be able to dress up and, uh, hopefully we'll have our local businesses lined down Allen street so they can uh, do some trick or treating, trunk or treating, mm -hmm. um, which will be really exciting. And then the evening following, we're going to have a costume a themed dance. Uh, so we'll have some music mm. and a costume contest and all that good stuff. So we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, people should definitely start working on their costumes now. Oh, yeah. If they're now, not already. Now is the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> we say, as we all look at each other, I haven't started mine, but uh, know, yeah, we'll no see. Comment. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking about what my Leslie Note costume would look like. Oh, that's <laughs> that true. Oh, oh we God. definitely should, at some point, we all need to do a Parks and Rec. Everybody can be a different character. I'm calling dibs on Ron Swanson, but um, that would be pretty funny. That would be good. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Um, okay, cool. So um, that was a pretty wide range of things that uh, Parks and Rec does. Um, this is also one of the departments that over the last few years, I think in part due to COVID, I mean, things have shifted around and there's been some hiring challenges. Um, but one of the things that you all do here that not all of our departments do um, is what is called this DISC assessment. Can you talk a little bit about, Liz, like what, what is that and um, why does it help people, uh, how does it help people work together? Sure. Um... So this is something that we first came across uh, through a, a training uh, from Primex who provides our liability insurance for the town. Um, so they introduced this to me and to John, and it was a really great opportunity. It's an assessment where uh, it talks about your communication style, so there's no right or wrong answer right, right. when you're filling this out. Um, but it really just talks about like how you prefer people to approach you and what you, like your strengths and not necessarily weaknesses, but just where you're stronger and where you maybe like 
somebody would want to approach you in a different way um, if you had like some uh, a challenging topic to talk about. So there's four categories that you get like essentially assessed in um, dominance, influencing, steadiness, and compliance. Uh, and so everybody in the department's filled this out. We walk around, we've had trainings and we walk around and it's really become a great opportunity to address some of the places where potentially there could be conflict. Like we all know, you just be like, oh, well, I'm a high D, so you know that blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so instead of having conflict, it's really just a, a great way to kind of own uh, your communication styles. Mm. And it's really kind of scary how right, like spot on mm-hmm. the assessment Oh my gosh, is. yeah. yeah. Um, when I uh, interviewed for this position not too long ago, uh, I did this assessment as part of my uh, interview process. And uh, I got this packet back with all this information that was going to tell me everything about myself. And I was like, yeah, right, whatever. And I opened this up and I'm going through the document. And like you said, Liz, it's so scary how accurate it is because it was spot on. Mm. Right. You read it and you're like, oh, my gosh, I thought only my mom was (laughs) the only person. Right. I mean, so so as we've learned how valuable this tool is, we've also then begun to implement it into our hiring process mm-hmm. um, because we've realized that it's not just about finding the person with the right experience, but finding mm-hmm. the right person who's the fit in our team. So we've definitely prioritized that as well um, to make a cohesive team here at Parks and Rec. Yeah, and I think you all are a little ahead of the curve with everybody else. I mean, thinking about some of the hiring challenges that a few other departments have as well that a lot of the movement is towards finding people who have the right sort of uh, mindset and personality and all that. And some of the skills can be learned, but that sort of mindset and outlook and how uh, reflective people, that's much harder um, to teach people. But if people come in with that already, uh, it's great. And I've certainly noticed in the meetings that we've had as a department, I mean, there's definitely a tight knit Mm -hmm. sort of feeling, um, which is great. Which is very cool. And I think it's important because I, the sort of stuff that you all do, um, whether it's the OST program with kids, I mean, and people who've never worked on putting an event together, I don't think realize how much, like, especially the scale, no matter how much pre-planning you do and ahead of time, um, things are always haywire at the last second a little bit. And it's just a high pressure situation. You know, it's like food service in some ways. Like you don't really like, oh, you're just sort of on the receiving end and it's like all normal and fine and not a big deal. But putting the whole thing together is a huge lift. Um, And so um, over the last, I don't know, you know, five years um, and especially going through COVID the last few years and now, has it, what have, have, has anything changed in how we provide the events or how, um, I know finding volunteers can be a challenge. Like what are some of the trends that we're seeing kind of good or bad with mm-hmm. doing these sorts of things? Yeah. So that's a really interesting question because, you know, during COVID there was a time where we basically stopped holding events. Right. Um, and so then it was really interesting to have them come back and come back through like different levels of COVID restrictions. Mm. Um, and I would say even so, events have changed a lot, and it's an opportunity to tweak and make changes to the events that we, we have in town um, and kind of experiment a little bit. It's, you know, COVID was, <laughs> has permission to try new things. Right. Um, so that was good. Uh, so we, you know, definitely have tried some new things. Some things have worked well. Um, and one of the, the problems, even pre-COVID, um, which is still a current problem is volunteer, mm-hmm. um, is finding volunteers for events. Uh, you know, we end up relying on the same small group of people to do 
you know, uh, all of the events, you, you know, Fall Fest, um, the 4th of July, the Turkey Trot. Um, so we'd really love to find ways to engage new community members into some volunteerism. So if someone's listening to this and they would like to volunteer, mm. what should they do next? Uh, they should definitely reach out to me or to Kat, um, a phone call or an email. We would be happy to talk about different opportunities and figure out um, kind of which events might suit their interest. And I will put some of that in the um, show description so people can find your email addresses. Perfect. Thank you. That would yeah. be great. And absolutely. We're also uh, promoting a lot of our events on social media as well. So um, mm. uh, if there's something that somebody's mm. interested in or maybe wants to volunteer for, you know, social media is also a good way to find out about those events as well. And also if they want to volunteer in a lightweight way mm -hmm. from home, exactly. helping spread the information out, exactly. right? That yes. helps too. Exactly. Yes. No, that's perfect. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways you can you can help out a little bit with parks and rec events from home, but also there's plenty of ways to get your, you know, boots on the ground and come in and help out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the volunteer piece is hard. And I think that in Hanover, I mean, there's a, there are a small number of people who do a lot mm -hmm. and that is, see that changing kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out ways to, um, yeah, get more people mm -hmm. engaged. But now the number of people who come to the events, mm -hmm. we have a pretty, um, I don't know if we track, it'd be interesting, you know, how many residents throughout the year that, you know, are members of the public, but it's got to be in the many, many thousands mm -hmm. of people yeah. that come out to yeah. all the events um, added up. And um, so what's, what's your reflection, either of you? I mean, just, you know, these sorts of um, uh, types of events, why are they, I mean, this might be an obvious question to you both, but why are they so valuable? Like, why are they so important for a community to have these sorts of places to gather and yeah. do stuff? Absolutely. It's a really good way to engage and, you know, be a part of something. Uh, you know, we have so many people coming out and, you know, working together and it creates a sense of community, which is what we really strive for mm. um, in this department. Mm. Yeah. And in connection, right? Connection to community, connection Absolutely. to family, you know, building those memories for your kids. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think we talk a lot. I mean, finding community is so important. Um, and all these different events play a pretty big role in that. And part of the reason why I think we're excited to try some of the new events and to try to use spaces in ways that we haven't used them before. I mean, we've used them, I guess, Allen Street for Home for the Holidays. And we used to close Main Street for some events, which years I know ago, yeah. years ago. And I think trying to get back to, uh, you know, thinking thinking that way about it. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you all are pretty uh, fully staffed now, which has not been the case for years. Yes. So when our last new hire will come on at the end of the month, we'll be fully staffed. That's fantastic. Yes, that's yeah. a, quite a feat. Many years, yeah. many years in the making. <laughs> <laughs> right. Many years in the undoing and then many years right. in the making. <laughs> so, so we're excited about that, yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um... And so tell us a little bit more about um, each of you. What brought you into this field? What brought you to Hanover? Uh, what sort of fun stuff do you like to do outside of working here? All right. Yeah. Um, I, what got me sort of into this field, you know, I, again, I love being a part of community and that's kind of something that really drew me to this position. I just mentioned it earlier. 
Uh, and Hanover seemed like a great place to be. I love Vermont. I've, I'm from Vermont and the New England area, New Hampshire. I, you know, I wanted to venture out a little bit and uh, I've actually always wanted to move to New Hampshire. And so this is sort of like the perfect fit, you know, right between, you know, home mm. and, and something new, which was, which was, which was good for me. And uh, I love being in the Upper Valley, um, and uh, it's this was just a really good fit, you know, being in the center of it all. There's so many people here, and there's so many people to connect to and, and work with, and it's been really great. So that's sort of what drew me to the position. And uh, again, perfect location for all of outdoor activities as well. You know, uh, pers- in my personal life, I hike, I go kayaking, um, and I, I just love being outside. I play a little bit of music as well. And so that's that's a lot of fun. Thank tell us more modest. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell <laughs> us a little more about that. <laughs> Listen, I zero in on. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid the shameless plug. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't avoid it. Um, well, I'm also in a band. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, we play in Vermont and, and New Hampshire a little bit. We're trying to venture out this way. Um, and that's been great. You know, we do weddings and things like that and, and community events. So again, I, I try, I try and go out and be out and as much as I can and, you know, connecting with people and music's another great way to do that. So, and tell us more about your, I mean, what do you, what's your role in the band and talk to us about. Yeah. Um, oh geez. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I play the keys and I do a little bit of singing. Mm. Um, and, you know, we, we play a lot of like classic rock, country, uh, 90s music. So we try to do a smattering of everything uh, when and where we can. And how long um, have you played for? Um, I've been playing and singing for years, as long as I can remember. Mm. I probably, mm. you know, 10. Yeah. Nice. Nine or 10, you know, so it's been That's a while. Great. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good way to, you know, it's a good outlet and it's fun to get out there and, you know, connect with people and, and have a good time. So how do you feel about teaching other Hanover employees how to play music? Oh, that's I, <laughs> I have. Because I, I really <laughs> want to start a Hanover Town band, but I'm not confident we have all the. <laughs> I know we have a few and I think there's also people that are hidden. Um, who play instruments, but it's not well known. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll need a, a sort of ringleader here. And are you are you ready for that? Is... I I can take on the challenge if you need me to. Okay. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Good answer. answer. <laughs> she says not knowing what she's walking right. into. Not knowing what I'm walking into, but you know what? I'll give it my all. Hey. I was just telling someone there was a uh, a moment I remember in high school where you know I. I played drums. I'm doing some air quotes here. I mean, I played drum. Like, I had a drum set, and I, I physically, literally played. But I didn't know how to, you know, I don't know how to read music, or I, I didn't really, like, learn formally. So, you know, I played with friends and, you know, in, a, like, a sort of basement band. But at one point, um, you know, we were in band, like, in our high school band. But in the percussion section, the problem is that there was um, maybe three drummers who were just absolute all-star prodigy musicians and then there was sort of like the rest of us who were like not really that great but they encourage you know try out for jazz band and i remember sitting down in the jazz band like tryout and i didn't know what it was going to entail but i was like encouraged to go do it so i did it and then i'm sitting at the drum set and they put a piece of music in front of me and they're like here play this i'm like i don't know how to read music and they're like well just give it a shot i said i, I literally this is like looking at another language i mean i have no idea what to do. And I sort of like flailed around for a second and then just left. And it was just a very embarrassing. Um, so you didn't make the cut. I don't even think I made it to the point of not making the oh. cut. Whatever the <laughs> earlier stage is, that's where I was. 
So a part of my, you know what I'm hoping here is that you can teach me and all of us, and we can really get the town band going. Oh, man, well, I'll do what I can. Can't promise. (laughs) No promise, but I'll do what I can. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. And that's great because, I mean, that's just, I mean, someone who's passionate about music, that's also going to be just kind of fun, Mm -hmm. like, as we expand and keep doing more events and keep adding more musical things in. Absolutely. I I definitely geek out. Like, when Liz tells me to go book a performer, I'm like, oh, yes, this is, like, the best. (laughs) Because now I get to go see who else is in the area, you know, listen to other performers and uh, make those connections. And it's it's just really cool to see what people um, offer, you know, performance-wise. It's great. Hmm. That's cool. All right. And are there any, um, all right, well, I'll ask you this after if I can include one of your songs in the podcast. We'll see. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get on my uh, search online skills and see what I can find. Yeah, she didn't say the name of the band. No, she didn't. That's true. That's true. Creative Commons license. We'll see. Um, all right. So Liz, tell us a little bit about um, your background and, um, and some of what you're like to do outside of uh, being here at Parks and Rec. Um, so, the earliest memory I can think about, you know, wanting to be involved with Parks and Rec. So I grew up, you know, playing sports through local Parks and Rec, going to camp. So I was always very familiar with that. And when I was in high school, I wanted to be a camp counselor. I wanted that to be my first job. But you had to be 18 to be a camp counselor. Mm. Um, so I had to wait a few years. But then, so that was essentially my first uh, Parks and Rec job. So I worked all through summer camp um, for, I think, five years, like through college. Uh, and then I went and worked for a school, a couple of school districts for a little while. And then I figured, realized that that wasn't really me, that I needed to go back to Parks and Rec. Mm. So um, the job in Hanover opened up and I thought, oh, well, this is a great opportunity to get back into Parks and Rec. And, you know, the, the experience that I have running after school programs is a perfect fit. Um, and then this allowed me to get back into like athletics and then to expand into special events and to mm-hmm. do those types of things. So I was really excited to do that. Um and then I'm also I'm really lucky because the things that I'm like passionate about in my um, like outside of work, I can bring into my work. Mm. So I've been a Zumba instructor here at Parks and Rec for 11 years. So I teach um, three classes a week in the mornings. Um, so I love doing that. And I also am an avid mountain biker. And so I, all, I teach women-specific um, beginner classes through Parks and Rec as well. Mm. So... Um, so those are the things that I love to do. That's great. And there's a lot of mountain biking. Because is uh, it right most of the ski areas sort of convert to mountain biking in the summer? Is that right? Or am I moved many to, of them? They, they moved more towards okay. like lift access. But that's like a different style. It's a little bit more aggressive than I like cross-country mountain okay. biking, right? Not necessarily like the lift, lift serve. Um, so you're just sort of like out on trails and stuff. Yeah. You're not necessarily yeah. going in like a crazy downhill situation that's that's not my preference right. but, so, but sometimes it does happen <laughs> whether you want it to or not right yeah uh that's cool and so zumba is one of the class what are some of the other types of classes that we offer here if people yeah. are may not be familiar with some of the programming mm-hmm. um so most of our exercise classes our group fitness classes are in the morning uh we offer two different uh senior classes uh one's called building better bones and then another is um Actually, it's called Exercise with JoLynn. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. JoLynn teaches it. Mm. And um, it's just a, another opportunity for seniors to um, work on building muscle mass and to keep moving. We also offer Pilates, Alexander Technique, and we're definitely open to um, any new instructors, anybody who's interested in mm. starting up a class here. 
So if somebody wants to teach a class or currently, mm-hmm. they can also reach out to you and um, and they can figure out an arrangement with Parks and Rec where they come into the space and, and do all of that. Yeah. That's how most of the instructors are. Yeah, we have, right? yeah, right, there's two different ways. Um, right. They can either come in and rent the space for us or we have a 70-30 split um, where we split the revenue and then we provide all of the services um, and they just walk in, the class, we advertise, we register, um, and they just walk in, provide the service, and then at the end of the month, we write them a check. Hmm. That's great. So yeah. lots of different ways for people that are listening where they might be able to get more involved in things if they want to. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Is there, I mean, is there anything that you sort of wish more people out there knew about what happens day to day in the world of, of Parks and Rec? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, looking to see what's going on with our athletics and just all of our programs, you know, events and what's happening here at the community center. Uh, Just, you know, finding ways to, you know, join a class, try something new. You know, it's it's we we provide a lot of really great opportunities here. And I wish more people, you know, took advantage, like Mm. saw what we have to offer and took advantage of that. So, I mean, we have great instructors um, and it's a really great space for everybody here at the community center. And so, yeah. And I think also if you're interested in teaching a class too, Mm -hmm. or if you wish that there was I don't know what, what class you might be wishing you could find. Um, but music classes? A, a music class, <laughs> right? Um, we're, you know, we're always open to new ideas, and if we don't know an instructor, we're happy to go out and help recruit if mm. there's an interest um, for us or in class. So. so actually, so that's really interesting. I mean, so if there's, there's, if there's a few people out in Hanover who, you know, they get together and there's five people and they say, you know, I wish that there was this sort of thing, they could reach out to you and Absolutely. say, hey, there's five of us who would take this class if it existed, and yeah. you all would poke around and see if there was somebody out there who we could bring in to teach it. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be a regular reoccurring class. You know, it could be a weekend mm. or, or, a sing, or a singular class, too. It doesn't have to be something regular. Right. So there's so many options mm. for rentals and class, class options that it's yeah. really worth a look into. That's great. That's really interesting. And so, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this out there and uh, you can go recruit some friends and then uh, mm. we'll see if we can put it together. Yeah, definitely. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, Kat and Liz, thank you for taking some time to share some of this stuff with all of us and for all the work that you do at Parks and Rec every day. And, um, yeah, thanks for taking a minute out to talk. Yeah. Thanks for inviting us. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. It's been great. Hey everyone. And thanks for checking out this special spotlight episode of Hanover Happenings. If you'd like to find all of the episodes of our Hanover Happenings podcast, and prior updates, you can do so at HanoverHappenings.com or on wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like more information about other things happening in town, such as monthly reports, agendas, minutes, events, videos, and more, you can do so at HanoverNH.org. Thanks again for engaging with what's happening in your community.